new year, new you, right? Why do we make resolutions and then joke about how short-lived they are? I'm recording this on January 1st in my living room with Turi. His resolution is to get married this year. And chances are looking pretty good because he got engaged last night. Sorry, ladies. But hey, that's pretty neat. Back to me, though, I consider myself pretty good at coming up with ideas. But when it comes to execution, I'd rather leave it to someone else, you know? It seems I'm more excited about the idea of change than change itself, judging off of how consistently I dream about change and how rarely I work to make it happen. I'm Josiah Holland, born in 1996, and the last four of my social security number are none your business. This podcast is my attempt to merge humor, philosophy, and whatever interesting things I encounter along the way. In today's episode, we're talking about resolutions. I say we because Turi is still here. He's just busy knitting. And yet, somehow he's also engaged. I don't get it. Honestly, this podcast is my attempt to take a resolution seriously. I'd love for more than my sweet mother to end up listening to my ramblings. Mom, I love you. But even if she gets tired of it and it's just me, I need to keep at this for my sake. I need to stick with something to practice discipline. Maybe I'll join the army. I've got this friend Isaac who has run at least a mile every day for what I believe is going on six years. That's insane. I'm proud if I go two weeks without missing a day of brushing my teeth. That takes way less effort than running a mile. Regardless of what time of year it is for you, I hope you'll join me in taking a second to think about what your resolutions are. At least for tomorrow. Let's wake up striving for those resolutions. A bunch of New Year's resolutions-themed blogs mention a Harvard study that asked MBA graduates if they had clear written goals for their future and made plans to accomplish them. It found that 3% had, 13% had goals but not in writing, 84% had no specific goals at all. Ten years later, Harvard interviewed them again and found that the 13% with goals not in writing earned two times as much as the 84% without goals. The 3% who had clear written goals earned an average 10 times as much as the other 97% of graduates altogether. But guess what? It's bogus. As old man Donald Trump likes to say, fake news, or however it is that he says it. But before you bail on goal setting, there is legitimacy to the practice. It's just more nuanced than writing something down today so that you'll be 10 times more successful in the future. You see, writing something down doesn't make it happen. You've got to use the SMART acronym by making a specific goal that's measurable, actionable, realistic, and time-bound. And then you're going to be more likely to achieve it. But you also need to have a short list. Keep your goals to one or two goals. And if you write it down, or write them down, also write down why your goals matter. Why should this goal be worth your attention tomorrow? So, here are my resolutions for the year. Call at least one friend a week. I might adapt this goal to include the use of 
the Marco Polo app, which Turi was telling me about earlier. I want to start every day at the office with a cup of coffee in my new reading corner and at least 10 to 15 minutes of prayer, journaling, or reading. I want to read one book a month, and I want to post a podcast episode once a week. Do what I say, not what I do, right? I think that's an expression. Okay, I know I just gave you four goals instead of one or two. So, how about this? I'll keep it to the podcast goal and the office coffee reading corner goal for now. If I'm still going with those two on March 1st, I'll add the goal of calling a friend and reading a book each month. I leave you with this ancient wisdom, Habakkuk 2.2. And the Lord answered me, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it.